Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. God, you are faithful to complete that which you have started until the day of Jesus Christ. Lord, you love every one of us. Every one of us is special to you, Lord. Lord, you have no favorites. You love us just as much as you love your son, Jesus. You think of us just the same as you think of your son, Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you that if it wasn't for Jesus, this wouldn't be possible. So we thank you tonight. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for the presence. We thank you for the anointing. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So I want to say again, the message that I've entitled tonight is, Why did God create you? Why did God create us? Why did God create you? You ever ask yourself, why did God create you? Why am I here? Why did God create me? What is it about me? Well, you see, God, you are so special. You are so special. Say, I am special. Do you believe it? Paul, you are special in God's eyes. Hallelujah. Everybody in here is special. God sees his children and he says, my special children, my special people. We are all so special in the eyes of God because he has created you, you and I in his image. We're his image. He loves us. The Bible says that God is love. Everything about God. God isn't, you know, when it says God is love, it's not saying that a part of God is love. It means God is love. His very nature, his very being, everything about God is love. He can do nothing other than love. And he loves to love because love always wants to give. Love always wants to give. So when he was somewhere up in heaven, he had all these angels. But you know, he could have chosen to love the angels, but he doesn't. He chooses to love you and me. Because the angels are not created in his image or according to his likeness. There's no creation. There's nothing that's been created in the whole universe that is his, in his image or his likeness. Nothing. Not even the angels. No matter how powerful they may be, no matter how wonderful we may imagine them to be, they're no, nowhere, they don't even come close to you and I because we are God's image. God sees special people. And all he wants, the reason why he created us, because he wanted to share his love. He wanted to give. He wanted to bless. You know, the, the, we have been brought up with a God who wants to dominate, a God who wants to control, and a God who wants to take away. That's the mindset. We're even talking this morning about a religious, a religious, the religious mindset that we have been imprinted with is that there's this God who is, is, who is dominating us, who wants to control us and wants to take things away from us and give us a miserable life. That couldn't be any further away from the truth. This God wants to give. This God wants to bless. This God wants to give us a, 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 a wonderful and exciting life. And he wants to, to, to provide for us. And he wants to give, 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 give. All he wants to do is give. Because that's all love does. Love wants to give. He doesn't want anything in return. He just wants to give us and bless us. Because he's love. 
God wants to communicate and share his love with his creation. God wants to, to, to express himself. He wants to show himself to us. He wants to bless us. He's a good God who does good things to his good people. He's not, a, he's not this God that just wants to dominate his creation. Man, if he wanted to, he could dominate us. Isn't that right? But he doesn't. He chose to give us a free will. He created us in his image and according to his likeness, and he gave us a free will. You and I can do whatever we want. He, he, let us, he, he allows us to choose either right or wrong. He allows us to choose either to obey or disobey. We have a choice a free will. He doesn't rule us. He doesn't dominate us. He just wants to love us. And he wants us to obey him because he, he loves us. There's nothing more, gives him more pleasure than to give. I'm thinking even my boys, you know, me and the boys love to go to the sports shop. There's a sports direct in, in Lurgan. It's the best shop. It's our favorite shop. We go there on a Saturday just to have a look around. But, you know, every now and again, if they need a new pair of trainers or a new pair of football boots or whatever, I love going to, I love going to the shop. I don't tell them this, but looks here anyway. Here. <laughs> but deep down, I love going. I love going. You know, and I love going and I love buying them, the new pair of trainers that they need. I love uh, buying them the new pair of boots. And you know what? I actually believe I get more joy out of it than even they do. But you see... Number one, I can't always afford to. And number two, I don't always want to because I don't want to spoil them. As much as I love doing it, I have to be wise and know the, the, the right times and when to give them and when to not. But man, everything within me wants to give them all the time. But then we spoil our children. Isn't that right? But there's nothing so wonderful. And I'm sure all the parents in here can identify that there's nothing so wonderful than to give to your children. You're so excited. You know, when you find out that they need something, you're all excited. Oh, man, I can't wait to get this. And you go looking for it. And you can't wait to give it to them. And they love it. Isn't that right, Ben? <laughs> I ain't going to regret saying all this. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I need a new pair of boots. You'll have to wait some. But you, you said you enjoy giving me, Daddy. <laughs> But you can imagine God the Father, what he thinks when we ask him for stuff and he knows we need stuff. The pleasure that he gets to give to us because he loves us. If I can say I enjoy by the love that I have for my sons and I'm, and I'm just an earthly father, how much more our heavenly father who is love, who is love, who created love, who gives love, how much more joy does he get out of giving to us good things? and blessing us. How could we ever think for a moment that God would withhold stuff, that God would be hard or, or dominate or control or take away stuff? God doesn't take away. God only gives. He gives and He gives and He gives. He can't help Himself because He loves it. He loves to give. Never ever think that God doesn't want to give you anything. Man, He wants to give you that and He wants to give you more. The Bible says that if He give us, if he give us Son... How much more? If he, if he give it, how long just to find the scripture? 
Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, it says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If God did not spare his own son, how much more would he give us all things? If he give us son, he'll give us anything. Anything. Anything God will give us. If we just ask and believe. You know, sometimes even, as again, and I believe it's a religious mindset that we can get into, sometimes we can either come from where we don't believe God blesses us, or we can get into a state of mind where we think God just blesses just enough to keep us going. But I believe God blesses us with abundance so that we can be a blessing. It's not just God just doesn't bless us to hold on or to, to survive or, or to get through life. No, He blesses us so that we're blessed to overflowing so that whoever comes into our lives, we can bless them. Whoever comes into our lives will touch the blessing. Whoever, and I'm not just talking about uh, pound notes. Praise God for pound notes and we get pound notes. But I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about the anointing, the wisdom, the knowledge, the, the everything of God, this blessing flowing in and through us. God will give us to us abundantly to the, what is it, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Will men come and give into our bosom? We'll be blessed so much. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that loves us. Don't sit there and think, well, I've got this and this is all God wants me to have. Whatever you have right now, God wants you to have more. But you've got to, you've got to uh, perceive it, conceive it, perceive it, then conceive it and believe it. Or you won't get it. God's only as big as you believe. God is only, good as, is only as good as you believe. He's only as loving as you believe. I'm not saying that He, but I'm saying to you, He doesn't change. He's always the same. But what I'm saying is, your experience of God will only be as big as you believe. If you only want a pound, He'll give you a pound. If you want a million pounds, He'll give you a million pounds. If you want a wee bit of love, you'll have a wee bit of love. If you want a big bit of love, you'll have a big bit of love. If you want to have a little bit of success, you'll have a little bit. If you want to have a big bit, you'll have whatever you ask, you'll have it. Because God is bigger than whatever we could ask. Why? Because He loves us. I ain't going to limit my sons one iota. All I'll do is bless them and encourage them to be whatever they want to be in God. I'm not going to hold them back. God ain't going to hold Bram back in any way, shape, nor form. The only person that can hold me back is me. The devil will not hold me back. You'll not hold me back. God will not hold me back. Only me. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You know, the beauty about being in the image of God is that God desires to have fellowship with someone like himself. You know, when you're, I know some people like to, like to their own uh, company and some people don't. Some people need to be talking and communion and having fellowship and other people like to just be on their own. But I don't, even those type of people, I believe there comes a time when you become lonely. There comes a time when you need to talk to someone. There comes a time when you need to give. 
There comes a time when you need to love. There comes a time when you need to, to just express and have fellowship and communion with another human being. Somewhere down the line, some people more than others. Well, you know, God's like that. God, you know, he wants to express his love and have communion and fellowship and have a relationship and spread his love to someone like himself. And you know that person? That person's you. That per you are just like God because he created you in his image. He's searching you. He's seeking you. He's longing for you. He's desiring you. But the question is, do you desire and long him? It's a personal relationship. Our prayer life, our worship, everything's all out of relationship. Everything we do, serving God, it's all out of relationship. It's not out of religion. It's not out of do's and don'ts. It's out of a personal, tangible relationship of this almighty God. Amen? So if God is love, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse, I'm just going to go from verse 7. It says, love bears all things, believes all things, love hopes all things, love endures all things. Love never fails. If God is love, God will bear you no matter what. He'll bear me anyway. <laughs> if God is love and love bears all things, man, he can bear you and he can bear me. Love believes all things. This is where you need serious love in a marriage. <laughs> Well, you see, we are a picture, we are married to Christ, isn't that right? Christ is the husband and we are the wife or the bride. But Christ bears a lot. Do we bear, do I, do we bear a lot in our marriages, in our relationships, in our friendships? Love never fails. Love endures all things. Man, in relationships, we need to bear. In relationships, we need to endure. In, in relationships, we need to hope for the best. In relationships, they should never fail if there's genuine love. Because God never fails. Never, ever fails. And this is where the relationship is so important. A church that doesn't have relationships with, its, with each other is going nowhere. A Christian who doesn't have a relationship with God is going nowhere. But if we're in relationship with God and in relationship with each other, man, we are unstoppable, we're unbreakable, we're untouchable, we're indestructible. And we're going somewhere. But we have to work out our relationships. You know, it's a 50-50. I have to work at it, you have to work at it. But you know, with God, it's different. God is working at it all the time. God's love's constant. But is Brian's love constant? Is Brian's love constant the same as God's love's constant to him? That's the question. So God doesn't want to dominate and control us. God created us to have a relationship with Him and to love us. It says in, in Genesis chapter 126, after it says about creating us in His image and according to His likeness, it says, and He gave us authority. He gave us dominion and power over 
all the earth and all the animals of the earth. So he created us not only to, to have a relationship and to, and to love us and to give to us, but also to reign and rule this earth. He wants us to reign and rule this earth. He wants us to reign and rule the devil. He wants us to reign and rule sickness, pain, disease. He wants us to reign and rule any problem that comes our way because we have it in Christ. I mean, Jesus is a ruler. Hands up who believes Jesus rules. You know, when we were at school, I probably, I don't know if we still do it now, I used to be, he had like, I'm not even going to say, uh, you had someone in the end that says, rules okay. You know, Liverpool rules okay or whatever, you know what I mean? But we should have something up on the wall in cafe. We should have graffiti on the wall saying, Jesus rules okay. <laughs> Jesus is a ruler. And if he rules and he's inside you and I, he makes us rulers. Hallelujah. He's the ruler of all rulers. We are rulers. So God created us in the beginning. He created us to have fellowship, relationship, and to show his love upon us and to reign and rule this earth. And then, unfortunately, Adam and Eve messed up and they sinned in the, in the Garden of Eden. And, and that was all separate. We were, that was all taken away. Everything was taken away. There was a separation. Separation from relationship. Separation from love. Separation from the, from the rulership and the reign that we had on earth. But imagine the father's heart at that moment. It wasn't like, I'm going to kill them. How could they do that? Do they not know what they've done? No. He was breaking and he was going, oh no. He wasn't even thinking about, he was going, oh no, how can I show them my love? How can I, how can I bless them? How can I give them good things? How can I have a relationship with them? I cannot do it because I'm holy and I cannot be in with sin. And for years and years and years, as we go through the Old Testament, God was setting up the main event, which was Jesus coming back here on the earth. And Jesus, when he died on the cross, the Bible says that God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That Jesus Christ came and he became flesh. He became a man like you and I and he went to the cross and he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day. And he took away the very thing that was stopping the Father showing his love and putting his love and blessing us and giving us good things. You know, some people think Jesus died on the cross so we just go to heaven. Some people think Jesus died on the cross yeah, he did do that, and he did, and he, and he did do it so that we could be forgiven, and he did do it to take away our sins. But that wasn't the reason why he died. The reason why he died on the cross was so that the Father could, could love us again, so that the Father could be in relationship with us again, so that the Father could bless us again. Jesus came away, and he took away anything that was in the way. He took it all away so that we could come near to him again. The blood of Jesus Christ brings us back close and near to God again. And now we're, we're attached to Him. Now we're in Him. Now we're linked to Him. Now we're in relationship with Him. And now He's pouring His love and He's pouring His blessing into our lives. And nobody can stop us. That's why the Bible says, Who can separate us from the love of God? No one can separate us from the love of God. Nothing, no sin, no devil, no tribulation. Nothing can separate us. Because now God has His love. He is love and His love is 
in us and nobody can take us away from it. And now He can bless us, He can pour into us, and He can move with us. Hallelujah. God loves you. You're special. Say, I am special. I am God's speciality. And God loves me. I'm serious. The more you get that into you, the more you'll be set free. We know it, but we don't know it. So we're going to have communion tonight. I'm going to ask the praise and worship to come. We're going to have communion tonight, and I want you to receive the love of God tonight. I want you to see the love of God, because you know, every time we come to the Lord's table, and we look at this bread, and we look at this wine, and I want everybody just to be served, and nobody to take it until I say it, so just serve us, give everybody the bread and the wine, and let them hold on to it. When you have this bread and wine in your hand, you're looking at love. This bread and this wine represents love. That's why Jesus says, do this as often. Every time we do it, we're remembering and we're getting a greater revelation. Every time we do it, we're thinking about His love for us. And that love will get deeper and deeper and deeper into our hearts. We'll get a greater, 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 greater revelation of His love. When we look at that bread, how he was broken, bruised, and he was whipped and beaten. And I mean, what love. That whenever you and I despised him, whenever you and I cursed him, whenever you and I didn't want nothing to do with him, he went through all that for you and I. And that blood, that, that wine that represents his blood, that washes us and cleanses us from all our sins and brings us back into relationship with the Father so that he can express his love and pour his love into our hearts. So can you receive us tonight? So can the servers please? Let God's love settle into your heart tonight so that you will never, ever, ever doubt. Go ahead. You will never ever doubt that God loves you. I don't care if you're in the depths of despair. I don't care what you've done or what you haven't done. God's love remains the same. It always remains the same. He always wants to get to you. He always wants to bless you. He always wants to give to you. Always.
Together, 